Only a 12th level intellect has the slightest hope of surviving what you are about to experience. Um, I figured maybe today we only use Australian accents. What, right, what do you mate. think about that? Well, <laughs> Mine's more of a Korg. The down under box. <laughs> Mine's more of a New Zealand kind of Korg kind of sound to it. A wallaby. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, what is that an animal? A wallaby? I think so. I think or they live where we live. <laughs> it's, it's either a shoe or an animal. See, we can just do this the whole time and confuse the heck out of people. Don't you think that would be uh, really You're slowly turning into a beetle. Now you're sounding like a <laughs> Liverpool accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, oh, I'm not going to even attempt it. It's done. This joke it's is over. It's the 12th level intellects. <laughs> yeah, welcome back to another episode of the 12th level intellects. I'm sorry if you're <laughs> very offended by this. If you're Australian or British. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh boy. We oh, apologize. No. Yeah, my Australian accent is somewhere between uh, Taika Waititi and... The Beatles, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Mine's somewhere in between uh, New Zealand and India. <laughs> or I think both are just between bad and really bad. <laughs> um, yeah, hi, everybody. I'm James Strecker. That's Ted Kendrick. This is a, this hey. is a show that we do sometimes um, <laughs> where we talk about things that happen in our lives and, and uh, you know, the social uh, um, ups and downs of... of the American 27-year-old, um, <laughs> and sometimes Batman. Sometimes uh, Batman, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like today. Uh, well, let's skip right into the news. Uh, did you see that video I sent you and Maddie this morning? It was Aquaman the behind, behind the, the scenes. The scenes. Aquaman? Yeah. I did watch it. I liked it? that a lot. Yeah. It was cool. They've was done really those cool. with Justice League and uh, Batman vs. Superman and stuff where they just like... I don't know if it's mm -hmm. to, to kind of... Uh, IPs like, yeah. oh, were you worried about this one? Uh, well, don't be, cause look, look at this or something. <laughs> but uh, it kind of cool. had like a little, uh, maybe ten seconds on each character. Like you yeah. saw uh, Nicole Kidman who plays Aquaman's mom. Mm -hmm. Um, there was like uh, Willem Dafoe who plays Volko, and everybody got their own little like line. To, yeah, I like seeing <laughs> Willem Dafoe, like, even though he, I'm excited. He felt a little out of place. Um. Like among think, these actors, but I think he'll still be good. Yeah, I hope he surprises us. And the uh, like recent Throne of Atlantis comic where they like did the mm -hmm. DC animated adaptation of Volker recent, was kind of like seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, this was more like I mean the comic came out uh, probably like five or six years ago now. Okay, but, yeah, maybe not yeah, that long that's ago. Basically, probably seven. five. <laughs> yeah, basically at this point, basically. Um, but Volker was kind of like almost like a Hagrid character to yeah. Aquaman's Harry Potter, like kind of ushering him out of like, I didn't know I was Atlantean and now I'm, a, you're a wizard, Harry. Yeah. Sort of <laughs> thing. And then, um, but it turns out later that he's actually like, 
um, in the '90s version, Volko is definitely his friend and like the Alfred in a way to to his Batman. Like it was kind of yeah. His, you had mentioned that, but know? like that's my only knowledge of him is the is Throne of Atlantis, yeah. where he seems a lot more just like he's immediately a it turns on him and stuff. Yeah, like that, yeah, so. he's a bit more of a villain. Yeah. So who knows what to expect out of him here? And we see him anyway. in scenes like training, uh, like a teenage. Jason Momoa, mm-hmm. not Aquaman. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in the Momoa. behind the scenes video, it was really cool to see Black Manta and the yeah. actor. Like, he seemed super excited to play the character. And if, like, the end of Justice League is any indication, we might be building towards a Legion right. of Doom. Right. Yeah. That'd be so cool. It makes sense he'd that he'd fit he'd right be... in with that. Yeah. yeah and, of uh, yeah, he, I liked that he was wearing his act, an actual giant fishbowl head. Yeah. But except for whatever one shot where it looks like he's firing, like, eye lasers. It's like CGI later or something like that. But, yeah, it looks pretty awesome, yeah. though. <laughs> Why didn't they use real eye lasers? What the hell? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I like effects. I like the, how much of the sets are practical, and I like how, uh, I mean, there's still blue screen and stuff in the background, but it's like uh, they still built like all these like crustaceous-looking, <laughs> just crusty <laughs> things. Crusty-crustaceous. Uh, yeah, crusty, crusty crab. Um, they built are the crusty crab for all the Aquaman movie, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Do you think it's weird that he doesn't have blonde hair now that like like it was a cool Zack Snydery like different take on him originally, but like now that it's like you look at your mom, she has blonde hair, and everything um, else is the same as the comics, except you just don't look like Aquaman anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily. There was like a plot element in the comic books where like having blonde hair as an Atlantean was kind of a cursed yeah. thing, um, and I don't think they're going that route. Uh, obviously, because um, I think Orm has blonde hair in the movie. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so maybe he's the one who's cursed. I, I don't know. Uh, I was <laughs> we'll a find little out. bit shorter than the the Justice League one that we got a while ago. Like uh, it didn't show as much, but I guess it's probably good because there's probably not as much to show that wouldn't just ruin the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Especially after that, like six minute trailer, quote unquote, <laughs> that we got right. uh, like a yeah, couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. The extended trailer. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Well, I'm excited for that movie. I'll definitely go see it. Yeah. Now well, it's your turn to say things that are happening in the world. Well, I'm going to go um, a sadder route. Uh, Stan Lee passed away mm. on um, the other day. Yes, he did. And we should honor him because obviously he's a big deal. Uh, he crafted the majority of the Marvel Universe. Um, yeah. Whether or not there's a lot of talk in the comic book world about how much he actually deserves credit for but yeah, you can't deny that he was a huge uh person like yeah <laughs> obviously yeah a i'm legend. sure there were many bill fingers <laughs> yeah. to his bob kane that don't exactly. get the credit but yeah he's uh he still deserves the credit like there's not a not as big of a at least as far as i know like you know if bob kane was had been making cameos in every batman movie or something mm-hmm. He but. he just seemed like I mean he definitely built Marvel as the company to mm-hmm. where it is today. Like I mean, yeah, kept he, it from um, dying several times, <laughs> several times, yeah, and um, created characters like Spider Man, X Men, Fantastic Four. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure if uh, the DCAU was still going today, they would do a <laughs> a funeral like Dan Turpin kind of thing, maybe for mm-hmm. <laughs> for him. Uh, I don't know what, you know, they would have had to have a character based on them or something, but... I think we've seen yeah. a lot of that in Marvel. Uh, at least there's been a lot of memes floating around yeah, like that yeah. that were probably... He's basically influenced, up. like, kind of, like, action pop culture as we know it. Like, the 
I'm sure that we wouldn't have a lot of uh, sci-fi or video game kind of uh, themes and genres yeah. and stuff without him either. Um, That's true. And like even video games, like the Spider-Man games have yeah. been some of the most like groundbreaking things. And um, I don't know if you played the one from like the mid nineties, but there no. was uh, <laughs> one of the early Spider-Man games. Stan Lee was actually like the narrator during the like oh. the training <laughs> sequence, you know, like the tutorial stuff. <laughs> And then he would narrate like all the the bio screens and everything. Hold your that. hand out like this to uh-huh. shoot a web, Excelsior. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Hold yeah, B, press B and, like, several all times. His cameos <laughs> in the Marvel movies, like all that's been such a treat. Like watching every Marvel movie, trying to find him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He will be missed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my friend Will uh, said that he doesn't. Oh no, it's my friend John actually. If either, if any of them are listening, I want to give the proper credit. Uh, <laughs> that they don't look forward to his uh, Grand Moff Tarkin CGI version of himself in in future Marvel movies. <laughs> I hope they don't do that. Um, yeah. Maybe. If they include him as like a cameo in a photograph or something, yeah, they do like... that in like Daredevil and stuff where he's just in a on a poster or something. Oh, nice. Um, but uh, as far as I've heard, he's already recorded his Avengers Four cameo. That's good. So if that's mm-hmm. the last one they have recorded, they should just stop there because it would be a good like yeah. finale thing. And I'm sure that'll get quite the applause uh, mm-hmm. when oh, it yeah. happens. So. No doubt. Yeah. Well. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, all right. I have another uh, DCEU piece of news. I th- this happened a few weeks ago, but we didn't talk about it, I don't think, is that uh, Wonder Woman 84 got pushed back like several months. Um, oh, yeah. It was going to come out in November of next year, but now it's coming out in June 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if it's like confirmed or if it's just rumors that the reason is because they're trying to make it be sort of a soft reboot to the universe. Um, hmm. Not like a flashpointy way, but just kind of like, a, this is the only actor you guys really like <laughs> in these movies, <laughs> like as our choices for characters. So like, cause they've been saying for a while, like, Oh, it's not, it's not a sequel to wonder woman. It's its own thing, even though how yeah. could it be? But now if this is the case, then maybe that's what they meant the whole time or something. Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to make sure that they do it right, which I guess is okay. If they're yeah. taking their time, take your time. Right. I'm yeah. sure it's going to be a good movie. It's got yeah. a lot of interesting elements to it. It seems like Dr. Psycho might be the villain. Yeah. And Kristen Wiig. Yeah. But if that's kind of, if they're, if they are doing that, then I'm, I'm sort of okay more with that than a literal Flashpoint reboot. Like, I feel like a Flashpoint reboot. I've said this many times. And I think they pushed that to 2021. Okay. (laughs) Well, I guess we'll find out if they do that also or or whatever. Uh, Which I'm sure means Green Lantern Corps is no longer 2020. Yeah, maybe not. (laughs) Nope. I still want that to happen, though. Um, yeah hopefully it will you just yeah. never know what do you see yeah <laughs> they announce a movie i mean it seems like suicide squad 2 and birds of prey are going to come much sooner than most of these things since they're already like casting and yeah and yeah i guess attached. so well i and mean that, the Batman. that is weird that yeah i mean wonder woman 84 for as far as i know has been in production or like nearing end of production and all this stuff where mm-hmm. yeah, these other movies definitely. haven't started really so mm-hmm. but it's still so far away <clears throat> Yeah, it takes know. a while to make a movie. 
Well, yeah, it sure <laughs> you know. does. I know from experience. <laughs> How long have you been working on Virality? No, uh, we don't need to yeah, say we it. can talk Seven about years? that when it's oh, okay, done. Right. <laughs> when it's done. Uh, uh, okay, well, that's all I had to say. I just thought it was weird that, like, why would they push it back so far? But if, if that's why, then I guess it's I'm not okay that far. That. It's only like uh, two years. <laughs> yeah, it's a long well, time. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah. So I got, I got a little little more news um i wanted to talk about the uh btas uh, little cameo in teen titans go oh yeah because <laughs> that was that was really cute um there was a there was a little episode i forget what the episode title is but it came uh, out uh, it was like secret recently. origins or something like that or like uh, real origin origins like they were trying to say oranges or something that must have been uh, a joke i don't know i didn't watch the full episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there's a um a little scene from batman the animated series or at least in the style of it, yeah. it um has commissioner <laughs> gordon and kevin conroy's is back as batman but it's got uh, Scott Minville as Robin, but he's in the yeah. like, Dick Grayson-looking BTS Yeah, he has uniform. like green underwear and no pants like to kind of yeah. look like the little pixie version of his costume, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Which uh, he kind of says is maybe a reason why he's quitting being yeah. Batman's partner. <laughs> maybe. It's not really a big deal. It's a small reason why. I did. I did really like the scene, though. Just the like, he's literally in his shadow, and Batman keeps. Yeah. Saying, where did that come from, like, Robin? Where'd you go? And where are you, Robin? <laughs> yeah, it was really silly. Who said that? Um, obviously, Teen Titans is now canon to the DCA. Duh. Yeah. I mean, obviously. this just just solidifies it. We need to <laughs> not, delete that video off our channel. Man. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> but not not really. It was it was all kind of in the context of uh, Robin telling the rest of the team like. Like he was trying to explain his origin story yeah. and how the team came together. So, but it was a bit of not really. There's not really a, an origin mm-hmm. other than just he just didn't be there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I kind of I kind of really like clip. that they when they do these things, but also like the I don't know the continuity brain. That's my whole brain. Just makes uh, me go like, wait, because we never actually see him leave Batman in the original Teen Titans cartoons, right, so we don't right. know what happened there and this is our yeah, only we do. thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah not really um did well, you see the elseworlds uh set pictures that have been coming out uh the I mean, cw crossover we've talked about a few in the past yeah are there new well ones? there's ones that now of like uh black suit superman choking flash and a handful oh, of other things wow. so it's like i guess okay. black suit superman is from a different universe or something mm-hmm. instead of our own, or his own uh the one that we're used to um that's likely there was also like a teaser trailer kind of thing i haven't been watching the new seasons yet like I, i've watched a little bit of flash okay oh, i watched the first episode of arrow but there was a it's looking like they must get plopped into this elseworlds reality but they like into their own bodies or something like they mm-hmm. take over the bodies of themselves from that world or something like that because it's not the first uh, time that's happened. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like a Days Lock of, of Future Past kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but like because the little teaser is just uh, uh, Stephen Amell like waking up and and uh, uh, Iris West is like kissing him and saying good morning mm. to him and all this stuff and so you think like oh. In this world, I guess Oliver Queen is married to her, but then she calls him Barry. So, like, in this reality, Barry Allen looks like <laughs> Oliver yeah. Queen, I guess, and vice huh. versa because of those costume changes we've seen. So That's funny. Yeah. So, yeah, That'd I don't know. Cool. It looks fun. It's going to be a good one. 
Yeah, there's going to be monitors involved Batwoman, from, like, Crisis. Yeah, yeah Batwoman's going to be introduced. It's um just a three-episode thing. Like, I don't think Legends is involved at all, Legends of Tomorrow. I think it's just Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry, Legends, you don't get to <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Legends, you're the least watched of any of these shows. Um, no. <laughs> all right. Oh, you, well. d- you, you did not see... Phantasm in theaters, right? I didn't, but I had one more little piece of news. Okay, fine. We could talk about DC's Black Label. Oh. Uh, Because that's always interesting. (laughs) More penises or? No, 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 uh, but more books. (laughs) (laughs) So it seems like the the team behind uh, Batman's Penis, I mean Batman Damned. (laughs) That's the the real name of the book. Batman Um, Damned. Brian Azzarello and uh, Lee um, Bermejo, they are known for doing uh, a Joker graphic novel that came out a few years ago and then a limited series called Lex Luthor, Man of Steel. Okay. And both of those are going to be recollected and like really fancy editions. I've heard of the Luthor one because that's where he's like being Superman, right? Like he's in a suit, like an Iron Uh, Man kind of suit. Not, well, sort of, kind of, not really. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while since I read that series. I need to get back to it. But it's um, it's a really cool character study into the mind of Lex Luthor. It's definitely worth a read. Is this an older thing? It it probably came out in, like, 2004. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking Um, of whatever recent, like... New 52 like, Superman dying and Lex Luthor no. taking his place thing, but okay. Yeah, this was right before Infinite Crisis, because I remember when it came out, like, Luthor had just been president, and, like, Public Enemies had just uh, happened, yeah. and, yeah. But anyway, um, so that's coming out, and then uh, Sean Gordon Murphy, who's the uh, writer-artist on Batman White Knight, yeah. has a new book that he's working on right now. He's been teasing it on Instagram. It's probably going to come out next year. It's uh, Batman Curse of the White Knight. And it looks oh, like it's the sequel, uh, right? Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be the sequel, and it's got Azrael featured really mm. heavily. Okay, so that should be really fun. I hope it lives up to the hype because it like White Knight did really well, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of people. I liked it. I liked it's de- it. This is definitely <laughs> a sequel. Like said, it's gonna follow up White Knight. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited to see more of that universe because it was definitely it was definitely. DCAU inspired and mm-hmm. very uh, like a lot of callbacks to that. It felt it felt like that. So yeah, he I draws in a really similar angular sort yeah, of style. Yeah. You know, so his yeah, I started Bruce following Wayne him on like Instagram. Um, yeah, he just posts random stuff he draws, and it's always pretty cool looking. He's talented. Yeah, yeah he's done uh, some other books like Chrononauts with Mark Millar. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that was a cool book. When are you going to finally like, make yeah. Necronauts, man? yeah hey i'm like we'll talk about some other time (laughs) if anyone's looking for like a supernatural uh adventure comic series i got one in the works (laughs) contact ted kendrick at following information all right uh can i talk about phantasm now are you you done is that okay okay so you didn't see it in theaters i saw it in theaters maddie saw it in theaters Um, mask of the phantasm yeah, so the Batman animated movie. Yeah, that's that. That's I've, the one. I've definitely heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty okay. You should it's got check that it guy out. from Star Wars who plays the Joker in it. Oh yeah, uh, Harrison Ford. Right. Mm, um, yeah. So, <clears throat> it, this is the first time it's been in theaters since 1993 when it came out. Um, so I pretty much needed to see it because it was pretty like historical, and I'm yeah. Why would I miss this chance? I had, you know, I had to work. You should feel bad if that you missed. <laughs> I got money, uh, but I, <laughs> I came. I came prepared. Like I brought business cards that we had at Emerald City Comic Con. Uh, For the Watchtower database. 
you know, to, yeah, that you made for us, uh, mm -hmm. that I put in Lift everybody's, quick. yeah, I was going to put them in everybody's cup holders. Uh, and I did do that, but like there was already two people, um, that had beat me to the theater. So I, and they were sitting together as like a, like late teenager, early twenties looking couple. And, mm -hmm. uh, I, so I walked up and Oh, you know, you're, you're actually here. So here, I'll just, I'll just give you this. And they, I handed it to them and they were looking at it. And I said, uh, like, yeah, I, I run a YouTube channel on the cartoons that this movie's, uh, you know, part of. And then there was just silence, and the guy said, uh, okay. <laughs> and I, like, felt... You probably scared him. People don't go to the movies for to socialize. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, dark like, room, you know? if a guy did walk up to me and hand me, like, a pamphlet, like, oh, you know, uh, the Church of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. like, church please of come to... <laughs> yeah, the Church of Batman. I run a Church of Batman, and I would probably have that same reaction. But it's uh -huh. like in my brain, I was kind of like, okay, fuck you. And I walked through your Lord and Savior, Batman. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but I managed to put the rest in cup holders before anyone else got there. And then I watched people pick them up uh, as they sat down. So hopefully someone, maybe someone that's listening to this right now did that. What? Um, maybe not, though. Probably <laughs> it was a decently, I wouldn't say packed theater, but it was... Uh, there were a handful of people there. Like, there was mm -hmm. enough to call it a crowd, I guess, but... More people than were at your screening of Justice League? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but around almost the same, <laughs> yeah. I would say. Uh, speaking of which, I think this weekend is the year anniversary of that movie coming out. Great. Justice League, which is... Let's weird. celebrate by burning all copies. <laughs> hey, it was okay. Really. It was not what it we was, wanted, but it was okay. It was... Silence. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, okay. <laughs> That's my reaction after the movie ended. Um, but it's also... For real, this... though. What was it like seeing Phantasm on the big screen? Well, I was going to say, it's also this ever. weekend's also the 17th anniversary of the Justice League cartoon premiering, so we can Ooh. watch Secret Origins or something. Anyway. 17th? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds right. November 17th is the 17th anniversary of Justice League. So anyway, yeah. Uh, I remember the 17th of November. Seeing, uh, yeah, I do remember. Seeing Phantasm, remember? seeing the Phantasm movie on a movie screen wasn't as cool as I thought it would be. Um, but I think it's Fuck only you. because I've seen the movie <laughs> hundreds of times. <laughs> so, okay. Um, I think for like I think there were a handful of people there that hadn't seen it before, um, or at least hadn't seen it in a long time, because uh, I, uh, I don't know they because they have reactions in certain scenes. Yeah, well, there's some, there's stuff that I forget is jokes, like uh, just the like the Joker. Why, you're, you're the very model of sanity. Well, by the way, I pressed your mm. tights and put away your exploding gas balls. And, like everybody laughed at that really hard, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot that that's a joke." Snarky <laughs> Alfred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've just He's seen great. it so many times. I did. Uh, they, yeah, people laughed at all of Alfred's snarky things, and a lot of the Joker of stuff too got laughs. Uh, like him saying, "Like the councilman and his wacky pal." Like everybody uh. laughed at that. Um, but then there was also, I, I think that the movie has started to become a little dated in. Um, like the production value of it, like it's it still looks really good, and you can if especially if you know, you well, know. it's set somewhere between 1933 and 1990, <laughs> right? As we know, uh, <laughs> but like uh, I I mean like the 
the techniques of animation at the time. Like if you mm. know when it came out and you know what you're watching, you can still very much appreciate the hard work that went into it. But yeah. if you're like state of the art, yeah. The time. But if you're like the, I think the kids next to me, the like, the, oh, okay, kids. I think they were. I don't think they knew what they were like watching. I think they were just kind of there or something mm-hmm. like they were like, oh, Batman, Batman, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, cause they, they were like laughing at stuff. Like, uh, there's a scene of Batman watching Andrea and Arthur in the restaurant and he's just looking right, at right. them through binoculars. And there's like a shot where you see, uh, Andrea and Arthur looking at each other and yeah, Batman's well, yeah. just in the background on a rooftop with the binoculars, just staring at them. And like those people just laughed at that, and I was like, "That's not supposed to be funny." But then I thought, I guess maybe like it looks kind of funny that he's just <laughs> he's sitting spying there on an ex girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's he's all. just like getting jealous and stuff. Anytime mm-hmm. that there was like a moment of Batman being like, "Please, Andrea, you gotta stop being the phantasm," like near the end of the movie. They would be like kind of chuckling at that too, and like I did look Andrea. over at them a couple of times, like no. he shut the fuck up. <laughs> but yeah. uh, they managed to not be as big of a distraction as they could have been, I guess. Um, yeah, that's a pet peeve of yours. Yeah. <laughs> if you go to the movies with James, do not talk. Ever. Yeah, pretty at all. Don't, yeah, I will murder you. <laughs> not even in the the credits. <laughs> it's a good thing you weren't there, Ted. Maybe you had been talking. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would tell her, I talk over movies all the time. <laughs> I, <laughs> I went uh, to see uh, Black Klansman last night. Ooh, have you seen that one? The no, Spike I Lee want one? to. It was very awesome, and I talked through the uh, first act. Well, why are you still <laughs> alive? <laughs> why are you still here? <laughs> Um, the <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, that's a good movie. Anyway. Back to Phantasm. <laughs> uh, I brought my parents and sister to Phantasm. Uh, like, I bought tickets for them and everything because I wanted them to go, like, hey, this is your only chance to see this in theaters and whatever. Mm-hmm. I think my this mom... means a lot to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think my, my wife won't. <laughs> yeah, she won't come, <laughs> but... Uh, my mom, I think, had seen it enough times or at least remembered it enough to just be, like... Yep, this is this movie. But my dad, mm-hmm. I'm sure, has also seen it a bunch of times. But he he's pretty bad at remembering things that he's seen, movies he's seen or not seen. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, like, he'll watch an entire TV show and then just forget that he ever watched. Like, I don't think I've seen yeah. this before. I'm like, yeah, we, I was there with you. <laughs> you we watched, watched this it. yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> but he was my dad's telling... the same way, but it's because he falls asleep at the beginning. Yeah, of it. yeah. <laughs> That's probably yeah. what it is. He does fall asleep Man. during a lot of stuff. <laughs> but uh, he was saying he'd never seen Mask of the Phantasm, and I, I'm pretty sure that's a lie, but he still... I enjoyed it. He told me how he really appreciated how mature it was, and he wasn't expecting it that. Anyway, I was he's he probably yeah. expected whatever you would think a cartoon Batman movie is, uh, but for us, that's this anyway. So <laughs> it doesn't really yeah. make a difference. Um, I don't know. I don't have a lot to say about it. There were a couple times where I was like tearing up a little bit with how cool it was. Like there's the scene with uh, Batman jumping off the Batwing onto Phantasm on the rooftop. That was always my favorite part yeah. as a kid because he finally does cool Batman stuff. Like the whole movie <laughs> is just a bunch of drama and relationship problems and stuff until that moment when they finally fight. But it only happens for like three seconds, but it was still the coolest mm-hmm. thing. Um and uh yeah it was it was it was good i tried to imagine myself as a person watching it in 1993 like for the first time 
Um, and I, I think I can see why uh, people didn't come back to it multiple times. Because like, even though it has a very noir film feel to it compared to the series, it's uh, it still looks like, I don't know, slightly low budget when you see it that big. Like it just like imagine mm. blowing up like Heart of Ice onto a like I'm choosing one of the better episodes like blowing it up onto a cinema screen you can still tell like yep this was made for TV and basically Phantasm was made for TV and then at the last second they're like put yeah. it in theaters so <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're like oh this cool. is actually really good let's yeah. uh, <laughs> hurry let's up get out there <laughs> yep. nice but yeah. well that's awesome yeah I'm sorry I missed it I wanted to be there. Um, in my city maybe it'll happen on the 50 year anniversary (laughs) yeah i'll go see it then will that be like 2039 (laughs) it's not close uh, close to i'm not gonna do that mental math (laughs) i'm not gonna do it 2043 i did it anyway damn it (laughs) okay anyway Moving yeah, that's on, the, or anything yeah, else? Yeah, you, you tell me what's oh, happening I got, next. I got final thoughts. I got final thoughts about Phantasm. Okay, There's, okay. Um, I think either you or Maddie said this uh, over our little group chat, but mm-hmm. Arthur Reeves plus the Joker equals Creeper parentheses Jack Ryder. Yeah. When he he's sure terrorized does. in yeah. that one scene, he looks just like the Creeper. Yeah. <laughs> People um, laughed really hard, actually, at... Uh, when he's finally gets sedated and then Batman comes in through the window and he's just, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. Like uh-huh. I, That's a good one. I did like seeing it with other people was cool because of that. But yeah, no, he is. <laughs> I told uh, Valentina, she's done a bunch of character designs for the website that doesn't exist yet, uh, to use the creeper as like a base model for when she did the Arthur yeah. Reeves, like crazy version. So nice. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, he kind of becomes a creeper kind of guy in the comic sequel where he's... That's right. Batman and Robin Adventures number two, is it? It's like annual. It's one of the annuals. It was written by Paul Dini. It's like a sort of... I mean, it's a sequel to Phantasm. Picks up with Arthur Reeves and Phantasm comes back. And yeah, yeah, so it's a good read. Check it out. And all the the Joker toxins have made him into a like creepy Joker man. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. What a good transition to comic relief now that we're talking about comics. Well, aren't you supposed to talk about Mr. Miracle with What's-His-Face? Well, good thing, because that's a comic. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sure is. Yeah, we've got a... Uh, hold on one second before I announce who... Uh, we've got a, got a guest coming on to talk Mr. Miracle. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a great discussion. Hasn't happened yet, but it'll happen. <laughs> well, you're very confident. You'll hear it. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be great. Thanks yeah. for setting that up um, for us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, I can get, I can tell you his name in a minute. Who I'm talking to. <laughs> <laughs> we got a great guy. He's one of my best friends. Uh, hang on a sec. <laughs> he's he's not a best friend, but he's he's a local comedian here in Asheville, North Carolina. His name's uh, Sahil Dewan, and he's been doing some stand-up comedy. And uh, he's he's a funny guy. He's been reading Mr. Miracle. What, Most of his stand-up. I was gonna say, is, what is makes like, him qualified to talk Mr. Miracle? He does with comic you? book stand-up. So okay. last time I heard him, he did a whole bit about. He that is a comic. A comic, he, he, comic. Yeah, he is a. Yep. He, so yeah. Without further ado, <laughs> here's the hill. 
Hey, so uh, this is Ted with the Watchtower Database, 12th Level Intellects. I'm here uh, talking about Mr. Miracle with a local comedian based here in Asheville. His name's Sahil Dwahan. I probably didn't say that right again. Sahil Dovin. Sahil Dovin. Oh my god, I said that's so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. It's not spelled like how it sounds. Well, it's spelled in a great way. <laughs> you have a great name, and I'm sorry I, I didn't say it right. It's fine. It happens in second grade. Yeah, and it happened the second time in this podcast, and I'm sure it'll happen again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for being here on the show. And thanks for having me. Yeah, very, very excited. Um, I really enjoyed your set. I've seen you at least once. It was a good set. Uh, that was good enough. You uh, talked, yeah, it was all about Batman Damned. Oh, yeah, that was a practice dick. set for the comic book store show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a good set. And um, I, I definitely think you should. If you're talking about Batman's dick, you have to bring up Robin. Yeah, I can't believe <laughs> I didn't do that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Although now he's got, like, brain trauma. He got shot in the head in his God series. Now he's calling himself Rick Grayson. It's like New 52 all over again. They gotta just fuck it up. They, just they have something up. so good. Yeah, yeah, they just gotta mess it up. Well, we're talking about Mr. Miracle, which is, like... A case of them doing it right, yeah. I think, since the New 52. Just, like, like, its own thing. Nothing related to Rebirth. Yeah. Except for, like, one panel. But It's got a little bit of references to, like, past Mr. Miracle stuff. Like, there's a moment where he's hanging out with uh, Booster Ted Gold. And, yeah, and Blue Beetle. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely, like, a straight out of the Justice League International series. But it's not necessarily taught. Like, you can't. You don't need to read anything else before right. or after this. It's just its own thing. Yeah, which is awesome. That's the best part about it. Yeah. Yeah, which maybe even a little confusing because Mr. Miracle and Big Bart are still like around the DCU a little bit. Um, at least like I think the last time we might have seen them was in Heroes in Crisis. Oh yeah, they're in Dark Knight's Metal for like Mr. Okay. Miracle's in there for like basically a second relative to the whole thing, and then he's also in that new Spider-Man ripoff, uh, Sideways. Yeah, and he's nothing like his character in this book. He's just like a regular guy in the side in the background. Yeah, he's just still. I mean, probably just quintessential Mr. Miracle. He's new god. Yeah, that sort of yeah. thing. Um, yeah, whereas this, he's like a father, and he's... And super depressed. Super depressed. Um, I love that. Yeah, it's like, this is kind of... <clears throat> if the, um, like, all the fourth world characters, like, all... Like, their story has progressed now. It's like, the new generation's picking back up. Like, High Father's dead. Um, mm. Which isn't the first time there's been a new High Father in comic books. There was a guy named Tachyon who... That's the new High Father, and like it was around the '90s. Oh, that's um, probably why. Yeah, I mean, it was a little older, <laughs> but so Tachyon was a High Father for a minute, but now this like starts with Orion in that position, and by the end of it, it kind of gets pushed over to Mister Miracle yeah. instead, and um, then Oberon's dead too. Yeah, Oberon died. Um, there's a lot of turmoil in Apocalypse too. It seems like dark. Even after like the whole resolution, in, like the issue eleven. Yeah. It's still going on. Exactly. Well, it seemed like issue 11 was kind of a false alarm. Like, uh, you get to the... It seems like... He, you feel like everything's going to end so nicely. Yeah. And then, just... I don't know where Metron comes up and just fucks it all and up. And he's just like, everything you just did wasn't real. Yep. And now, it kind of puts it into perspective. It's like, well, was everything in this whole series real? And I think after reading the last issue, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> like, I really... Of course, we're not going to explain it because it's the last, like, it's not going to happen anymore, but, like, it feels like the very first few panels, like, I tried to, like, make a record of where the first glitches were, where the first Dark Side is. Oh, nice. Appearance were, and, like, the first glitch was page 13 of issue one, and mm. that was, like, his little, um, water escape tank, like, flashback. Okay. So, I think the part where he cuts his wrists is real, but then... 
Every time you, you think see him, he killed himself there. Yeah, I don't know how, but I think he like put himself in some sort of false reality because mm. he has that quote. No, no, I'm not quoting exactly, but in issue twelve, he's like, Oberon's telling him he's in this reality he made up for himself, and that he escaped. He chose to kill himself and not escape death, or something like that. Yeah, so he kind of he probably slit his wrists, which. But he didn't die. Like, I yeah. think... Isn't there a scene where he's in the hospital and Barda's, like, guilting him for trying to... Well, how, how do we know that's not a, reality, a mixed reality, That's too. true. I mean, that's the thing. It, it all could be. So you kind of have but to like, pick and choose what's real and what's not. The best part about this, like, it doesn't matter what's real or not. Because, like, all the message of, like, suicide and anxiety and depression and stuff. That's why I like this so much. Yeah. Like, I never related to a comic book more than I have with this one. I, I feel the same. And, like, Mr. Miracle is a character that's been around for 40 years. And this is, like, a very different take. Yeah. So I've like, never seen this before. I was at a comic book store in Haywood, and I saw... Like, Mr. Miracle was in this Sideways book. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I'd read it because, like, I love Mr. Miracle now. And I read Mr. Miracle's parts, and it's just a random, like, Justice League cameo background yeah. character. <laughs> sideways, I've read the about. first two issues of Sideways, and I liked it. But it definitely seems now he's, like, that whole character, like, he hops around the multiverse, different realities and sort of thing. And that's his gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he's a father. I want to say that real quick. Like, the, I think the dynamic between Mr. Miracle and Big Barda is something that's really unique to comic yeah. books. It's like they are some of the only husband and wife characters. Unlike Batman there. and Catwoman. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> she left him at the altar. Um, and, like, I mean, you have Aquaman and Mira. Yeah. That's, like, one example of, like, a strong... And it, Lois Lane Superman. Yeah, they have been married. I don't think they are anymore. I mean, no, they are. I haven't again. caught up with that. It's uh, confusing right now. Because they go back and forth. It's like they were and they weren't. And maybe... DC's been, like, kind of averse about having characters stay married for a while. Like, they were very against, like, Batwoman and... um, Oh, what's her name? Montoya. Yeah. uh, Getting married. But then at the same time, they let... Or, like, I guess the whole New 52 happened. And that was a way to make Lois Lane and Superman not be married anymore. Um, but Mr. Miracle is a character who has stayed married. Like, his relationship with Barda is a very big part of his character. Yeah, even in the ones that, like, the comics reference in the walls of the panels, like, they're still married yeah, in those. they are. And they, I guess, have been married, like, a good chunk of their existence. Like, I don't know. Um, I haven't read all the Jack Kirby Fourth World stuff. I've read a little bit. I've read the first few yeah. issues of Mr. Miracle. But I forget if, like, Big Barda is, like, has been a part of his life the whole time. I can't remember. So let us know in the comment box if you do know <laughs> i'm too young to know yeah right i uh i feel like i am too maybe you're giving me a little too much credit for my age but we'll see i mean i've had to catch up a lot in my life <laughs> i could sneak into my high school if i shave my beard off and no one will be able to tell yeah <laughs> nice well he does shave his beard in the last oh yeah year. i noticed that. <laughs> speaking of so when he kills himself he has no beard clean shaven oh wow there's and then he stuff here. grows his beard out as the series progresses, and when he's finally happy again, he cuts his beard off. Mm. Like, I'm doing is... No Shave November right now because I'm oh depressed. <laughs> but that can, that's something I do too. Like when I'm like really depressed, I don't care enough to shave my beard. I think they like that's a little tiny subtle hint of depression they put in the, yeah. the whole comic. Like it's yeah, just yeah. slowly growing and growing and growing. Gets to his peak. Eventually, you get happy again. You cut it off and start it over. Mm-hmm. I can see that, and then, like the artist too, uh, Mitch Gerards, who does the art in these books, he has the exact same beard that he drew <laughs> Mr. Miracle on his Instagram. Like you gotta look him up. It's uh, like this. You can tell this is a very personal book for him, for both the writer Tom King and yeah. the artist. 
um, but especially the artist because he also has a one-year-old child. Oh. So he's like a new father. Like this has been a very personal story for him, and that's awesome. Yeah, I noticed uh, after every time they like something really significant happens, an apocalypse, like Orion gets killed, then the baby happens, mm. and then Darkseid gets killed, second baby happens. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So sort of like celebrating in a way. I don't know. I'm not. Maybe I'm looking too much into it, but it's well, kind of I mean, weird. The so Dark Side's all about the anti-life equation, which is like depression in this book. Yeah, yeah, and babies are obviously the anti to anti-life, which would be life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I can definitely see that parallel. Um, in the last issue, I I had j- I just speed read the last issue before doing this recording, <laughs> so I was like fresh on it. But there's a scene where um, the actual High Father, like the purple cloak, big white beard guy, yeah. he is uh, like it seems like in this last issue, Mister Miracles coming across a bunch of the ghosts that he's encountered yeah like every single one that's died yeah everyone who's died they're all like glitchy in this last appearance which is the biggest hint to sort of fake reality and everything right and that's what like that that messed with me because it sounded like they were talking to him like especially with metron showing up in the last panels of 11 yeah it sounded like he was talking to him like metron and oberon and like big or uh, what's his what's her face granny goodness okay yeah like they're all existing in the real world trying to talk him out of some reality he's in like he's just like in a vr thing or something yeah i can see that too and we still don't really know at the end of it like the new gods are definitely not above this vr sort of stuff like there was a this device um called the murder machine that was used in final crisis oh is that the same thing that they use in dark knight's meadow like the same like cyborgs probably was because yeah yeah because they were uh kind of tracing through because in dark knight's metal they were looking at like the sort of dark side multiverse sort of elements to it that's why they had baby dark side trying to use the mega beams to like (laughs) replicate that sort of thing that's in batman through time during the return of bruce wayne miniseries is this all new 52 stuff because i'm so glad this is actually before like like final crisis was around like 2009 or so and um, so the murder machine, like Batman was strapped up to this thing and he was going through all these hallucinations about his past. Like he was seeing Alfred and like yeah. all these other, um, like a bunch of his villains and stuff. And so they are definitely not above, the new gods are not above doing psychological warfare in that regards. Because uh, there's this like one throwaway line and I think the 12th issue where Big Bart is talking about how she got this fancy new mirror, she went through death and pain and torture to get it she went through death maybe yeah like because she kills a what's his that flash what's his face uh, funky flash funky flash like she kills him i'm pretty (laughs) sure in one of the issues and then he's just back again so maybe the gods can come back from death yeah um i think they can i forget if funky flashman is actually a god though well he comes he comes through boom all the time so and he tells him that i gotta um, look him up because he orion approves his whole execution what's it called uh press conference or something yeah this is a character who's been around in dc for years like i remember reading about funky flashman and like the justice league international comic from the 80s which mr miracle is a big part of um yeah it looks like he was from the original mr miracle series Uh, is he not a god person or let's see because in the issue where big barda smashes his face he's like in the background chained up to this um, escape device yeah he so in this comic I, I was thinking about this he does a lot of like playing with action figures like he's kind of the babysitter yeah to scott free's kid that's and, where a line batman kills babies comes from yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um but he's a caricature of uh stan lee 
Oh, which, that's why he's like Excelsior exactly. in that issue. And why in this last issue, he was like, with great power comes great responsibility. I thought that was like a callback because Stanley died the day before he it came did. out. He did, yeah. Or something like that. Which is Two why it makes it, I guess, all the more, uh, makes it resonate, you know? Yeah. But, but yeah, Funky Flashman was definitely um, supposed to be a satiric caricature. <laughs> so that's that's pretty cool. Um, Stanley's living on through DC. He is, yeah, which is probably why he's like Batman kills babies. Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stanley would always say that. Like he, um, Tom King, the writer of Mister Miracle. Yeah. He like I mean over the last couple of days everyone's been doing their Stanley rest in peace sort of posts. Mm-hmm. All the comic book people have, and Tom King in particular did one where he was saying like Stan like I met Stanley at a convention and uh, he was telling them about like his process and uh, what it was like to write for Batman and stuff and and he said something like he patted him on the back and was like that's great kid but you should have done that oh for yeah Marvel. I saw that on Reddit <laughs> you should have done that for Marvel <laughs> or something like that or, I don't know but yeah good stuff um, so what else did you notice through the series since uh, you did your research I just kind of go in on my memory here and my, my like um, I, I know my new gods pretty well. I've always liked yeah. Jack Kirby's Fourth World. So uh, that guy, like in the very beginning and the very ending of all the issues, there's that narrator guy talking and stuff. And I think he refers to himself as Dr. Bedlam. Yeah. So I looked up, and that's like a villain from Mr. Miracle, Dr. Totally. Bedlam. But is that actually the narrator, or is that something else? Because um, that is a villain. That could like put a whole new layer in this whole mixed reality thing. Yeah, Bedlam's definitely a villain, and he definitely is... Uh, like specializes in torture and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, he has been a Mr. Miracle villain uh, pretty often. Um, yeah, I mean, it's very possible. I just like, because I love how it's a, its own thing, but I really want closure on this. Like, I want to know who the narrator is, what this reality is, but yeah. we're not going to know. It's no, just, we'll never know. <laughs> it's the good and bad side to this. It is, yeah. Tom King's a really interesting writer, too. Like, this reminded me a lot of his uh, Rebels comic that he did which was probably published in, it was part of the New 52, it was probably around 2013 mm-hmm. um, and something that was really cool about that book was it was um, done almost entirely in a, a nine panel layout like I love this layout of the book yeah, so nice. the nine panel layouts uh, used a lot it's a it professional it's yeah it's um, like Watchmen made it really popular mm-hmm. it's like a very traditional comic book layout but he does the same thing in rebels with a lot of the action sequences oh yeah that reminds me of both the times they went to apocalypse there were just like these amazing action sequences with just regular person dialogue in the background that was like hilarious there were some amazing fight scenes just talking about rearranging furniture and just killing people left and right right killing that dragon in the water that was one of my favorite parts (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like that's that's like what Miss Miracle and Barta do. They just talk about like all our condo and all this and like their dialogue sounds so boring, but it's yeah. like that's that's a love there. You know, it's like all the mundane things, but yeah. I love all the philosophy stuff that went into this. Like Nice. In uh number five, they had like this big philosophy discussion. Well, not discussion, just like a monologue type thing. Where he talks about like the phrase, I think therefore I am like just goes on and on about this like how god doesn't exist if you doubt yourself but if you think you exist and god exists but it's all just like but a bunch of logic in someone's head so exist. it doesn't matter yeah yeah that's fair too yeah <laughs> i like that um i think therefore i am that makes me think like everyone has a potential to be their own little god in a way yeah that's like and, actually completely unrelated to this like 
I just kind of lie to myself sometimes to get myself out of depression. And, like, I think of how much I improved since I came from high school to college. I think, if you improve this much, this is like a random tangent, it has nothing to do with the book at all. If you improve this much over this amount of time, maybe if you're, like, immortal, you could, like, eventually improve to a god or something. Maybe. Yeah, in a way. I mean, <laughs> DC's like, got their own... Stoner-type philosophy bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but you see, like, characters in DC that are immortal, like Vandal Savage. Like, yeah. he's gone through all the time. Or, like, Rachel Ghoul or... Uh... Even the shade from the Starman, like I don't know, they they kind of Batman with his uh, like Metron's chair and all that. That's true. God. Yeah, I I feel like those characters though just go in cycles. It's like yeah, they're immortal, but they've gone through yeah, and they just keep trying the same old thing. And like Vandal Savage keeps trying to like take over humanity to the point where he'll be like the inspiration for Genghis Khan, or he was Hitler or something like that. And it's like okay, yeah. he keeps trying to do that, and it, he keeps getting defeated. Good. <laughs> he doesn't learn but he does definitely get more power um yeah and there's another cool part in issue six with um the whole orion is like the judge jury and executioner trial thing yeah and that was also the introduction of the um veggie tray yes that's right i love that veggie tray so much it like just the fact that you have a superhero god people doing regular people things like batman never poops he never sleeps mm-hmm. he never eats it just brings it, like, grounds it so much into reality. It's it makes does. It more, so much more relatable. But you know Tom King, um, who is writing the series, he's also writing the Batman comic yeah. right now. And there was an issue that he did, I think it was number 54. It was about him and Nightwing right before Nightwing was shot in the head, like mm-hmm. we mentioned earlier. Um, and the whole issue is about how Dick Grayson grew up and, like, Batman and Alfred would feed him cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> and how Dick Grayson was like, oh, fuck cucumber sandwiches. I don't like them. Fuck Batman. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Batman. <laughs> yeah, but Batman was just like, well, you just keep trying them. You're going to like them if you just keep eating the cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> it was a really weird tangent, but he went there. So maybe Tom King just has a thing about food. I don't know. I think it just helps ground things in reality. He had the like, Condiment King and all the this- recent Batman issue, too. And the all the what? The oh, Condiment King. Yeah, I saw that on Reddit. <laughs> the Nightwing's just standing over there, like I can't believe I'm yeah, actually watching this right now. <laughs> exactly. Whereas, like the last issue, of Mr. Miracle, um, Scott Free goes to a grocery store to get yeah. hot dogs because his kids out of hot dogs and they have to make dinner. And the guy at the store is like, "No veggie tray for you today." And Mr. Miracle's <laughs> like, "No, I'm good. We're good. <laughs> we don't need a veggie tray." He's going vegan. Yeah. No, he's not. He got hot dogs. Well, I mean, well, I'm still, I don't know. <laughs> Trying to make jokes. <laughs> oh, um, that Holocaust story. Yeah. That was really weird. In issue three, he does this whole story about, like, what Granny Goodness told him about, like, this Holocaust story where this kid, who's a German kid, sitting in the classroom, and then his teacher asks him something, forgot exactly what the teacher says, something about, like, inviting Jews to Christmas or something, mm-hmm. or something like that, or where would the Jews hide? Something that would get him to say, oh, well, they can they can all come to my parents' basement. Mm-hmm. And then all this fucked up Nazi shit happens, and then all the Jews in their basement die, and then his family goes to the camps, and then they all die, and then the kid dies from being trampled. Like, that's such a really moving story and, like, all fucked up and everything, but I have no idea how that actually relates to Mr. Miracle. Yeah. Or just all issues at all. I don't know either. I mean... Maybe just to show how much Granny tortured them, but I feel like there's more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like, I wonder if she's trying to get that person to admit that, like, oh, you know, yeah, they can hide in my basement, but that means, like, 
you're the one saving the, the enemy. Like, we're going to hunt you down and kill you because they were in your basement. Yeah, just like so they killed Forager when he yeah. just comes to his house. That's right, exactly. That was so sad. Yeah, it was Forger's. Like you hmm. didn't even know him that well, but you already feel so sad for him when he dies. No, and when this series started, there was a Forger comic that was being published by DC. It was they ended because he died? I don't think so. It was always a six-issue <laughs> miniseries. It was part of the Young uh, Animal line, DC's Young Animal. And uh, it was by the uh, Allred family, which is awesome. Like Mike Allred, who uh, was the illustrator for Marvel's like pretty recent Silver Surfer series. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff for Batman 66. Like He has a really cool, clean art style that's really reminiscent of Jack Kirby. Mike Allred did. So Bug the Forger, that was a really good comic too. It was by yeah. a young animal. It was kind of similar to this too because like it felt like a bit of a fever dream where he's dissociated from the events happening around him and like kind of just getting thrown through um just sort of a dream sequence which i thought is what mr miracle was for a while and then it seems like well maybe yeah. it's an afterlife situation but in this last issue high father had a moment where he appears as a glitch and, he, and then he says something that's like maybe scott free was facing the anti-life equation which was like a and he's test. like, I'm proud of you, even though you tried and you failed or something. And Scott's yeah. like, fuck you, and punches him in the face. Right, yeah. I love that great. so much. Fuck you for failing because I didn't give my son away. That like, just, you gave me away, sort of thing. That just feels like all my pent-up rage towards my yeah. Like, exaggerated, though, but yeah. towards my parents just so much. Like, <laughs> And he has that same moment where he tells Bart about how he was looking at his kid in the eyes, and he's like, I felt... For a minute, like I was looking at all the fathers, yeah, that, that was so me, cool. And I was looking at all the sons that have ever been held, and and like you know, High Father, like they gave Scott Free up to help the pact between New Genesis and Apocalypse. Like that, it was the son exchange that helped them find peace for so long. Yeah, and that's what made it so hard for Mister Miracle to have that deal with Dark Side to trade their sons. Um, or I guess it was it wasn't like a trade sons thing. It was like he had to give him for the deal of those new more compensation. Or... Yeah, whose name is Jack, right? Jacob. Jacob, which might be short. Like Jack could be it for short. Jacob. Kirby. Jack Kirby. Yeah. Was it Jacob Kirby? It probably is. Maybe it was Jacob for sure, but I don't know his last name. Jacob Free, obviously, I guess. Yeah, Jack Kirby was born Jacob. Oh, look I'm at that. sure. I'm sure. That's oh, it's got to be on purpose. Yeah, that was on purpose. Just like how Funky Flashman was Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's awesome. Um, so he has a daughter yeah. at the end of it coming soon who made me think of uh, Grant Morrison put out a book as part of the Multiversity comic. That was, uh, it was The Just, um, and I forget which issue it was, but it was set on like a parallel Earth. It was Earth 16, but there was a character in that, um, and her name was Sister Miracle. Not Mr. Miracle, oh my but God. Sister Miracle. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought, like, oh, maybe this, like, daughter will grow how, up to be Sister Miracle. How long ago was that comic made? It was probably two years ago. Yeah, there's um, no way they could have planned ahead for that. No, no, no. It wasn't a plan ahead thing, but, like, every now and then DC does, like, the kind of thing backs. where they'll just... Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe not. But it was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this part in uh, number eight where they're doing all the war sequences and stuff, and then Scott has to go up against Kanto to, like, decide stuff yes. about the war oh, and he I gets his ass too. whooped so much and then on issue 12 was that this comic where he spits down the well i think that's the and one it, before it oh, okay i love that yeah. scene though where it's like two pages of like canto narrating while the spit is dropping and yeah. then it ends up dropping on scott Free's head as a prisoner yeah i don't think that was him as a prisoner was it i thought it was i thought it was just a random prisoner 
I thought it was him. I thought it was Scott Free at the bottom of that well, too. We'd have to go back and look. He didn't oh. have a beard, so. <laughs> well, does he go in and out of having that beard? I thought I think it was just there the whole time, and then he shaves it off in the end. Okay. Pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I got a reread to do. I got a beard timeline. Yeah, I just skimmed through the whole thing like an hour or two ago, just nice. to double check. But. And uh, then in issue 12, so Scott gets his ass whooped by Kanto in mm-hmm. issue 8. And issue 12, Big Barra just, like, one punches him down. Yeah. The end of that. <laughs> yeah. The one punch um, also might have been an allusion to, like, the Justice League International thing because Mr. Miracle is part of that team, but there's a very famous sequence where Batman one Guy punches Gardner. Guy Gardner. Yep. Yeah. They did that same thing in Batman and the Brave and the Bold. Yeah. You got to. The one punch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how, um, and I think issue, whichever issue it is before they decide to go and kill Orion, uh, Mr. Miracle is trying to decide whether he should stay or go, and then Big Bart is like, "No, you. It's not my choice to decide whether you live or die. It's your own life. I'm just your wife." Yeah. And in the end, she finally tells him, "Like, stay." Mm-hmm. That's like the most badass part of Big Bart's arc in this story. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it really was, and she was incredible. Yeah. She was written so well during this whole thing. Like, I think the only time I ever saw Big Bart in like comics or media before was like in Brave and the Bold, where she's like this background character in this weird over-the-top race that oh, all the characters huh. are doing. This is so much better than that in every yeah. single way. I've always liked how uh, Big Barda was um, in the Justice League and Batman Beyond. So there was um, oh, a yeah. Justice League Unlimited team. How did I forget that? Oh my god. And Barda was like a huge part of that team. Yeah, she looks so different. That's probably why I forgot. Yeah, yeah. She's got like the red sort of like bathing suit looking uniform yeah. going on instead. Yeah. Um, which is cool. That's how she, I mean, looks under her blue armor, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, good for her. <laughs> yeah, she was kind of a Wonder Woman substitute when she was using Batman Beyond. Yeah. Well, back to that uh, whole mixed reality thing. Like, I think I started to, I didn't read Reddit threads that suggested this before that, but I started to catch on myself to the whole mixed reality thing when they showed uh, Mr. Miracle and Big Bar are just like, Basically killing Darkseid effortlessly. Yeah. Because she pulls out that giant, super awesome the baby cart. The throne room, and they're ready to do the baby trade. And then the baby cart is actually a super cool laser. Yeah. And it actually affects Darkseid somehow, even though obviously it wouldn't kill him. But then Big Barda doesn't die with one with one punch of Darkseid. Mm-hmm. I feel like Darkseid could kill Big Barda in one punch. I don't know too much about like comic Maybe. things. Maybe. Then also, Mr. Miracle gets beaten down by Darkseid. He doesn't die. Mm-hmm. It's just like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, and stabs him to death. That seems too easy. Doesn't yeah, it? it did. Well, that's why it was fake. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it was too easy. It was just him getting closure on stuff like that. That was like part of the whole depression and fake reality thing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, even in like other storylines, I don't think Darkseid has ever actually died. Like, I mean, they've killed him off in the Darkseid War. But, and, like, he was reborn as his own baby. Baby, yeah. As his own baby. <laughs> or I think. It That's was, what made it weird, too, because this came after Dark Knight's Metal. his daughter's baby, but I forget who the father is, technically. Maybe he was, like, a, I don't know. But, <laughs> but, yeah, he definitely ended up being born from his daughter, Grail. And then in uh, the Wonder Woman series, it was probably around issue number, like, 35 of the Rebirth series, like, baby Darkseid ends up rapidly aging. Oh, my God. Again, but he's not like an adult right now. He's still he's like twenty five. Yeah, he's probably twenty five because he's <laughs> he's a member of the Justice League Odyssey. It's so weird. Now and 
Yeah, he hasn't quite like it's kind of. It looks like he's wearing a hood. Um, and he hasn't grown into his. He looks kind of like <laughs> some actor. I forgot his name. But he looks like an actor in that panel. Where, like he's this big face on the one panel thing. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, he's definitely. Dark says, yeah, he's going through weird stuff, which even makes me think more that the Mr. Miracle series is like definitely out of continuity. Yeah, because no the second what. I saw him as an adult, there's no way like, it made sense because he was a baby in Dark Half Metal. That's the most recent thing. Yeah. So, yeah. well, at least when that issue was out for Mr. Miracle, that's the most recent thing. So, oh, I forgot to mention this. Metron saying, "You are not the face of you are not to know the face of God." I don't know what that means. You are not to know the face of God. Maybe that means like he or um, Scott Free is not supposed to be a god. Like but a real like, god. He says he sees the face of God when Darkseid kills Orion. Hmm. And then they do a similar panel in the 12th issue. It's not the same like quotes and everything of when he's a kid in the diagonal line. That's right. Like the kid kind of looking at the... the yeah, spark. right there. You flip right to it. Mm-hmm. That, so, um, that was an earlier issue, too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the very first one. Okay, that's why I thought. And that's when he says, in the text bubble, he says, in the first one, I see the, f- or, I drew God. That's so now right. we know what his face yeah, looks like. Yeah. And now he says he's trying to escape when he closes his eyes. Hmm. I don't know poetry that so much, but, like, this feels like poetry when I'm reading it this book. It is. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> a poetic book. Um. There's so much symbolism, and, like, it starts with him in the hospital, and it yeah. ends with him in the hospital because now they're having a baby and they're happy. Exactly. It's definitely poetic. Like, this is, um, I look forward to reading it all back to back. Yeah, I can't I feel wait like to I get the whole to. issue. Like, the 12 Yeah, line. and kind of give it more of a, an in-depth look through because it was an amazing, like, even reading it month to month, like, this was a yeah. book that was at the top of my reading list for but sure. This is honestly, like, the perfect time it could have come out because I was just, like, super depressed. This is my last semester of college. It's the hardest one by far super depressed this book helped me get through depression a little bit nice. it's so good that's good man <laughs> i um i graduated in 2014 and i'm trying to remember what came out because like comics have always helped yeah me get through whatever like i can definitely think of like major events that have happened like when batman died in final crisis and like other things like that i can i can look and think back at that and be like okay that's where i was in my mm-hmm. my life at that point um, which really puts things in perspective when you're like, wow, that happened when I was living at that apartment or going through that. And like, yeah. it doesn't feel like that long ago in comic book line, but like that feels longer in, in my life. So I don't know. But yeah, that's the beauty of comic books. It, it, they keep making them. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll always be there. Because the money always is there. Yeah. It's Batman, Superman. I don't know about the rest of them. But. That's right. Yeah, maybe not Mr. <laughs> Miracle. But they do have a new Gods book coming out pretty soon. They just announced... Not a new Gods. Sorry. Uh, Female Furies is oh, technically... with all the crazy people from Mr. Miracle? Obviously yeah. not this continuity, but... Um, it's So uh, the artist Mitch Gerard said something on uh, Instagram lately about like it not being related to this book at all. Yeah, it can't be. Yeah, but Big Barda is going to be a part of it. Oh, nice. And I want to just look real quick to see which created creative team is involved so i can name drop that correctly all right so it looks like it is gonna be written by somebody um cecil casta castellucci who uh recently wrote the shade the changing girl for dc's young animal so that is cool that was a that was a cool book that was really trippy it's gonna Honestly, 
it might be uh, similarly um, similarly trippy to Mr. Miracle. So if you enjoyed that, um, the Female Furies book might be a good one to check out next. Uh, who's it going to be drawn by? It is... Miss Gerard's or... You said Miss Gerard was doing this one too, right? Miss Gerard's did Mr. Miracle... I thought I heard you mention that he's doing Furies too. Mitch Gerards did the cover for so oh. yeah, he's doing the cover for Furies. But I'm not sure who the interior artist is. Oh well. Whatever. We'll find out. It's coming out. Yeah, it's coming out soon. It's it should be good, I hope. Yeah, it's uh it seems like they're getting ready for Ava DuVernay's New Gods movie movie. Wait, there's out. a movie? Yeah, they're gonna like a DC extended what? universe new go- it's called the New Gods. Yeah. Like the whole, the same Wonder Woman universe. Now. Yeah. I never heard about this. What? <laughs> is Mr. Miracle going to be in it? I hope so. He better be. He better be this version of Mr. Miracle. Yeah. I don't want that sideways bullshit. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I would be surprised if he's the main character. I have no idea what to expect. I just want like a one minute clip or something. Yeah, they're making a movie. It's um going to be directed by Ava DuVernay, who did the recent Wrinkle in Time movie for Disney. Mm. Oh, nice. So same director i don't know see. why if maybe it's just like i'm always too bored with actual school stuff so i'm always imagining things but i feel like this 12 issue series could work really well as a movie yeah like it's got the whole heroes arc he starts where he comes back and come or he starts somewhere comes where he starts with new information and everything mm-hmm. whole big arcs and everything returning to it's got the whole hero story elements like just scattered throughout it it really does i i wonder if it would be an effective movie though i almost feel like it does better as a comic some stories do. There's just too much happy... I mean, I guess for Marvel, obviously, but DC has its own share of shit, shitty, depressing movies. But I feel uh, like this would work really well as a depressing movie because it's actually about depression. Yeah. No, for real. It's, um... You know, there'd be a lot going for it. We'll see. I mean, hopefully it serves to, like, tell DC to do more books like this. Like, to yeah. take a character who more maybe... One-shots. Yeah, who isn't, like, maybe as um, in the public eye as, like, a Batman or Superman, but, like, take characters like Mr. Miracle or, um, like, I know there's a Shazam book coming soon. Like, yeah. I mean, Shazam's a big character, too, but... I think, like, Ted Korg could work really well, because everyone knows yeah. the Jaime Reynolds or what's, whatever his last name is. Yeah, yeah. the Yeah, Blue Beetle would be a great character to... And, like, Ted Kord is now the Blue Beetle in the comics again. Uh, I what? think. I think Jaime Reyes is still around there. Jaime Reyes, that's his line. But yeah, I think Ten Core can work better. It's like a his own tiny book. He's a very depressed like, hero. <laughs> yeah, and he has to like make everything from scratch. He doesn't have his own Blue Beetle control like Jaime Reyes does. Right before they killed him off, and uh, the like, right before Infinite Crisis, he and Barbara Gordon were kind of dating. Ted Cord and Barbara oh, Gordon. God. Is this like a killing joke thing again? No, no, no. <laughs> it was it was kind of sad because Barbara. Like, she liked him, but never really, like, sealed the deal because she and Nightwing had all this history in Nightwing. Was Barbara still 20 or something in that comic? No, 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 no. <laughs> this is, like, Oracle. Like, oh. she's, you know, leading the birds of prey and everything. Like, she's well-established. She's an adult. She's so not looking for a sugar daddy like in No, 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 no. <laughs> no, she, she, uh, Tech Court is kind of helping her with her tech and considered him a friend. And mm. he definitely wanted more, but she was in the Nightwing and it was a whole thing. <laughs> if, whenever there's Nightwing involved, it's gotta be a love triangle. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't really beat Nightwing. He's can't just... beat that ass. <laughs> That's <laughs> what he's known for. <laughs> Dick Grayson. It's all full circle now. That's how we started oh, yeah. this chat, and Look that's that. how we'll end it. <laughs> well, on that note, man, Sahil, Sahel, Sahil, Sahil. I told you I messed up the word side and the word hill. Oh, Sahil, Silent Hill. It's like Sai, <laughs> then Hill, then Dove. 
then N. Who? That's how I put it on Twitter and stuff. Sahil Dove End. No, an N, like the letter N. Okay, well, I was saying it's end. So oh, oh, oh good, end pun. Good, good pun. Good <laughs> pun. But no, it's not. All right. Well, yeah, it's been good talking to you. Yeah, I'm nice glad to you're too. on the show. Yeah, I hope this is good. Um, James, edit that last part out. It's been a great talk. Yeah, it's been great. <laughs> For sure. Now we're back. <laughs> what? You can't do it once. Psh. All right, now we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, never gets old. Awesome. Um, before we <laughs> move to comic relief, I do want to touch on uh, our our website is like officially up. Not the one that has all the information that you've been wanting for a long time, but uh, an actual homepage. Watchtowerdatabase.com. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a launching board. It's got the podcast, the comic, the yeah. YouTube channel. It's not think. just a page that says under construction anymore. It's a like a real interactive thing. Um, and I was going to say, it, you can listen to the podcast on, like directly on watchtowerdatabase.com. It's just embedded into the page, like the feed. So, nice. and I've already tested it on my phone. You can also just hit play and close the, or like minimize the app or whatever, and it still plays in the background. So um, if you don't want to have to keep YouTube open on your phone, or if you don't want to listen to us on iTunes for whatever reason, even though you should, and you should leave us a five-star review, <laughs> please. Uh, please. then you uh, you can listen to a it on the website. A 12-star review. <clears throat> oh. Because, you <laughs> Yeah, know. leave us two five-star reviews and one two-star review. <laughs> or three four-star reviews. Oh. That's I good. like that one better. better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it won't fuck with the. It'll be a better average. Mathematics, yeah. Or four three star reviews if you don't nah. like us that much. I okay, like, yeah, don't do I that. I like the, the one. The one three you said four first. star reviews. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, there's also merch technically exists now. Uh, you may see it beneath our videos, um, like such as this one if you're watching on YouTube. I have yet to figure out a way to tell it which ones to show. So it's just going to show whatever one it feels like showing. I think it might be showing a 12th level intellects one, but I might be wrong. Uh, but yeah, there's the, yeah, there's, you can a get that. Level there's the logo. There's logo shirts. Yeah. Uh, watchtower database logo, vanishing point. Maddie's like, Hmm, face is on there. Um, <laughs> There's also a couple of unique dank memes like uh, <laughs> egg baby keep sound effects. Keep up a secret. <laughs> yeah, keep up a a secret. There's also uh, one that's just a, a giant block of text that says, "Why was there a Why yellow bat star crossed you, mad cross you, madman?" Yeah. Mad yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a couple of those that are pretty good. Uh, I would wear them myself if I wanted to. <laughs> you I should want to. Yeah. I should get one for, uh, we should all get ones for when we go to the Comic-Con together so that we're aware. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that soon. We'll announce that. It's not, yeah. well, I guess we can, well, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going to go to Emerald City Comic-Con in yeah. Seattle in March. But we'll, yeah, all trace we'll... of us, me, Ted, and Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Matthew Kevin Washburn. Nice. That'll be so, fun. We'll we'll probably yeah. talk more about that closer yeah, to it's it. Yeah, you'll forget by the time it happens. It's like so. four months from now. Anyway, what um, did you read in the comic well, time? I actually went to a Comic-Con myself uh, yes, you did. over the weekend. I want to talk about that real quick. Okay. Keep it short. Um, it was the North Carolina Comic-Con in Durham, uh, so NC Comic-Con Bull City. I got to meet a couple of writers that I really admire, um, particularly James Robinson, who wrote The Starman. Series, it's one of my yeah, favorite. Yeah, you got stuff signed DC by comics. him. 
That's I got, sweet. I have this like omnibus edition yeah. that I got him to sign, and it was funny because he left like half a quote in it, and he told me that he'd finish the quote next time I see him, <laughs> um, whether that be five years from now, ten years from now, whatever. Um, and he left a little message that said something like, "We are all of us of the gutter." Dot dot dot. <laughs> And then he started telling me about how one time he uh, mistook uh, cocaine for heroin. And I don't know what type of person he thought I was. <laughs> but... Which issue of Starman was he writing at the time? <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, no, he was actually writing this series called Astro Boy. No, not Astro. Um, uh, oh, fuck, what was it called? Uh, he created the original 1940s it's not, cartoon Astro Boy. It wasn't Astro, Astro Boy. Boy. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It was... Um, Airboy or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look it up because he's. Yeah, it sounded crazy. Um, Ca- it was called Castro Boy. Small Fidel. I'll find it and I'll let you know how Airboy is. Besides James Robinson, I met a couple other people. Jeff Lemire, he's the guy who did Sweet Tooth for Vertigo. Um, he right now he's been doing Black Hammer, uh, which is uh, creator own book. I think he's doing it for Dynamite. I could be wrong. I forget which. I believe you. Uh, he's also doing Royal City for Image and Gideon Falls. Uh, so he's an incredibly talented, uh, creative person. Um, he worked for DC, did Green Arrow and Animal Man, among a couple other things. Um, so it was really cool to, to meet him, get some stuff signed. Yeah, no, um, I, I was I was surprised that like I recognized his name and didn't remember why. And then when you showed me the Starman stuff, it's like, oh, that's your like favorite thing. <laughs> and he yeah, got James Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw him do a panel with Gerard Way, who's uh, from the Umbrella Academy and uh, My Chemical Romance. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. he, um, he's the front man for that. And now he's doing comic books. He was doing Doom Patrol for DC. And it was a really cool panel. It was about finding your voice as a writer. And um, they talked a lot about uh, like what it was like working for uh, other people's properties, like characters that aren't your own. So a, a former member of My Chemical Romance is writing comics now? The front man, yeah. Lead See, I don't know the band. I'm sorry. I don't care. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, he's, he's writing comic books. He's got a huge following. Most of the people there at the panel were teenage girls who were more interested yeah. in My Chemical Romance than they were his comic book is work. He, is that band... Is, uh, again, I apologize to Maddie and anyone that's listening that cares. Yeah, Maddie is, is he, killing you right now. D- does he... Does the band still exist? Or are they still active? Um, I don't think so. Um, they recently put out like a 10 year anniversary for, um, welcome to the black parade album. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. They were like emo rock sort of. Stuff. Yeah, no, I, um, I know of them. I just never have cared about them. <laughs> I like the uh-huh. black parade song cause they're in like talking about marching yeah. band. That's all I care about. So. Hey, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think they're still touring right now though. But it was interesting, um, James Robinson and him, and uh, they were also joined with Jeff Parker, who's a writer for Future Quest, the comic, mm. like the Johnny Quest Space Ghost comic. Related to Peter Parker of Spider-Man fame? Um, yes. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> and yeah. and also a drummer for My Chemical <laughs> Romance. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. But anyway, that's all I had to say about Comic-Con. Um, okay. Can we now do yeah. comic relief? Every time I try to go to the next section, you're like, "No, I, I have one more thing to talk, talk about." Because I'm Ted. We gotta gotta you know fluff this podcast up to the full amount of time. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm down. Let's talk fine. about some comic books. <laughs> okay, Again, some more comic books. So well, I read you, a few things. Yeah. Okay. Well, talk about pick. You gotta pick two. 
maximum. Oh, I have I have three. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> that's not I what read, I said. <laughs> I read the green the Green Lantern by Graham Morrison. That okay, one was yep. awesome. That, that was a lot of fun. It was uh, like Graham Morrison was born to to write Green Lantern. Obviously, yeah. he uh, like Graham Morrison is uh, like a renowned comic book writer. He's, He's done one of your runs faves on Batman. As well. Yeah, he's a favorite of mine. He did a JLA run in the '90s. That, Have you that's ever probably gotten him got to sign things books. of yours? I've never met him, but I can't wait. I yeah. um, I'd love to meet him one day. Yeah, he's um, definitely. Well, he's we know he listens to this podcast, so it, he, I would be so come surprised. Come on over. I've definitely watched <laughs> videos of him on YouTube. <laughs> wow, he, um, he's on YouTube. He's, <laughs> he's a self-professed uh, chaos magician too, and that is a fascinating. <laughs> thing um which is why he's perfect for green lantern because not to get too far in the rabbit hole maybe we can do a special episode about ted talks chaos magic some other okay. time <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's we'll a lot of the there's a lot of comic... ted talks that won't get confusing ted talks. for anybody there we go um yeah um have ted i told special I magic told you hour about the uh <laughs> the, there's like a building on a highway back to the town i live in that just says, has a sign in the window that says we're on youtube and I nice. always pass that and go, wow, like what an accomplishment. So <laughs> no one, you. not just everybody can do that. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> yeah. What, um, what's coincidence? Anyway. But yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm, yeah, I'm not getting too far into that, but willpower is the essence of chaos magic. It's the essence of Green Lantern. It sure is. And that it's all about, uh, I mean, like Green Lantern's like, he makes things out of his ring. And this comic in particular starts off, with it, it actually does, we don't even see how Jordan until like the middle of the issue. It starts with like these random Green Lanterns that are kind of um, figuring out this mystery. Like there's um, they they just keep jumping around different planets and different lantern sectors, and there's some really crazy concepts out there. There's um, yeah, until it finally gets to Earth. It's like these two aliens um, break out of a prison, steal a ship, and they end up going to Earth. And one of them is this like giant. Well, he's not giant at first, but he's this chipmunk-looking guy. And I forget what the other. I it's think not chip. a robot. <laughs> no, it's not chip, but it might be. It's like a. No, it's different. Different sort of species, but like definitely a beaver-looking thing. <laughs> and he gets this um, magical artifact. I forget what it's called, but it's like a luck, lucky dial or something like that. It's some sort of luck artifact that lets them like just have all this power. Four so leaf the chipmunk. Clover. It's it's like a yeah. wishing device. So he ends up wishing to be this giant, like King Kong sized chipmunk. Except Hal Jordan ends up fighting him and defeats him by like making the chipmunk get so big that his like skeletal system can't hold the weight and so his legs break. And it's like the weirdest thing. Yeah, it is really fucked up in a way. <laughs> um, Hal Jordan's so. always using his clever thinking to get right situations <laughs> no he is not clever he's definitely the like green lantern who like figures shit out by like the seat of his pants like he does that not sounds like anything. a like 60s comic <laughs> where he just has like seven thought bubbles that are all like mm-hmm. if only i could figure out a way to defeat this large chipmunk perhaps if i trick him <laughs> into growing 10,000 times his exactly. original size his legs will break <laughs> And yep. then they do. And, uh, and then they do. <laughs> yep. So that was crazy. Uh, there's a lot of really amazing art in it. Liam Sharp is the artist. And there's like this one page of Oa where you kind of see like 
the outer planet of it, but then you see the inside inner makings of like what it takes for the central battery hmm. on Oa to be powered. And that was a, a really cool page. There was um, like Graham Morrison's scripts are always so in depth um, yeah. that the artists, like they usually don't have panels laid out or anything like that. It's just <laughs> like a bombardment of ideas and it takes the artist like so much <laughs> like, you know, they have to really, yeah plan that out i'm glad the, the we do not work this way <laughs> you very well, very down. specific <laughs> yeah i try to be specific in my writing um i mean can and you not like draw the concept of will for me please <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but near the end of the issue it starts to even go into like multiverse sort of territory of like it, it seems does. like it'll yeah. tie into multiversity graham morrison wrote that uh that's like his ago. thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. There, it looks like the antimatter universe is going to be a big part of it. Um, mm-hmm. And there used to be, I mean, in previous comics, there's been an antimatter Justice League in the Green Lantern of that. It's like a yellow lantern. It looks yeah. like Hal Jordan, but he's yellow. Um, and you see that guy at the very end of the issue, and mm-hmm. it looks like he's being experimented on by the controllers. And the Dark Stars were uh, the team that was, they were, they were like kind of like a Green Lantern core, and then, but they were controlled by the controllers. Rather than the Guardians of Oa. Uh-huh. Yeah, the controllers control things. The weaponers and all that stuff. Yeah, and they kind of ended up... Uh, the controllers had the orange lantern. Oh, right, right. Oh, sort okay, of okay. power later. Anyway, long story short, multiverse stuff. There was a really cool tease, teaser page at the end, like a double-page splash page thing with like upcoming storylines. Is this a new like, thing? Like it just it was released. at the very end of the Green Lantern book yeah it, it came out okay. like last week i think two weeks is ago, it lead probably. into because i i've read how jordan is getting a new title this uh, is the new title That's oh, oh okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah 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 um and so like over the next year we can expect like a team up with green arrow um and do like that classic thing yeah there was a, a whole like page of multiverse green lanterns get mike like grill on the, on the <laughs> writer's yeah, field there we go we really should <laughs> But it was an awesome book. I'm glad I read it. I'm looking forward to the, the rest of the series. Well, before you say your final um, thing, I might as well talk about Blackest Night because that's what I've been reading. Ooh, um, yes. As of yesterday. Because <laughs> nice. I had a six-hour bus ride home from seeing Mask How of the Phantasm in a different city. So I just bought Blackest Night at a comic store. and um, I, I, I've i been wanting to read this since it came out years and years ago. Uh like when we were in high school, I think maybe even, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and, uh, he like, it's infamous. Like it's uh, one that you're supposed to read and blah, blah, blah. But like, I, I have your giant list of like, you got to read this first kid. You got to read this and then this, mm-hmm. and then the rage of the red lanterns. And then you got to read this. And so I was, I've just been putting it off and trying to buy them in the correct order. Mm-hmm. But I was like, if I'm just going to have one comic to read on the bus, like it should probably be one that I know is going to be good. Um, yeah. and it did have a little like catch you up thing at the start. Like, uh, this is what's been going on and now here you are. And there was not a lot of it like explained it was start. it was a very short like chunk of information and it it included like uh you know the guardians made power rings and they gave them to people across the uh-huh. cosmos and all this stuff and i was like yeah yeah i got that and it's like uh and then sinestro was a green lantern but then he was bad and i was like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. okay i got that <laughs> and then there's oh and then he formed his own 
like core. core. Yeah, and I was like, okay, okay, we're you getting to the, we're getting to the new stuff. And then it just suddenly said like, and now here we are. I'm like, no, there's like <laughs> six more books. <laughs> What's been uh, going on? And it's details. Yeah, yeah, and you told me like Final Crisis is in the middle of all that too. And so it's just like mm-hmm. maybe I should know these things. But yeah, Final Crisis was like right before Blackest Night. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you probably started reading. You saw Barry Allen was there. Yeah, it was very like, he like had just come back. Yeah, it was like Barry's back and and uh, and Batman's dead and and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, oh okay, <laughs> thanks. They both happened in that. Yeah, yeah. And um, then Aquaman was dead. But yeah, he came yeah. back in Final Crisis, but that was a false alarm because it wasn't really him. Although he was like in a couple panels. <laughs> yeah. That was a strange thing. Um, he kind of died off, off, uh, like they killed Aquaman off um, shortly after one year later, <coughs> like okay. Infinite Crisis. Like he, it was so strange. Aquaman turned into like a Davy Jones guy from Pirates of the Caribbean, like a squid, like squid bearded. <laughs> a crusty bearded. crustacean, he might yeah, say. Yeah, a crusty crustacean, exactly. <laughs> and then he ended up just kind of like dying in the bottom of the ocean. And it yeah. was the weirdest thing. Yeah, the, pan- the only panel, panel they showed of him is just like his dead body on the ocean floor. And then they show like crusty? his grave is on the lighthouse or whatever. So. Yeah, super crusty. Yeah, he's being all crusty. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there was a lot of... I, I was glad that they did a giant exposition dump at the start of the thing because then I was pretty much caught up to what was happening. Like, I don't know why half this stuff happened, it was but it was probably issue number zero. That you read first, yeah, it has like a prologue thing in it, yeah, mm-hmm. um, which ends with Batman's skull being pulled out of his grave, yeah, yeah. by Black Hand. Yeah, um, I like how the black rings are there. Like people keep saying that they're they sound like a bunch of flies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like and they're just like a locust swarm going through the the cosmos. Um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, this is one of the one of those comics where like if you if people talk about it being so daunting to um, to try to get started in comics because you're reading one story and it references things that happened in six other stories and so you feel like you're supposed to have read those and stuff like that and this mm-hmm. kind of feels like that and also or from all the stuff I have said but also because of like Firestorm isn't Ronnie Raymond and Professor Stein it's Jason something and some Asian girl and I was like, what is going on? I don't know what this is. Yeah, and Jason uh, Rush and um, yeah, Jen something. Yeah, Jen. Uh, I forget her name too. I read that Firestorm series. Yeah, but like that's something yeah. that I, I just kind of brushed off as like I guess Sorry. it's this now, but I could see someone totally being like, well, god damn it, I don't know what's happening and stuff. <laughs> so uh-huh. <laughs> it's 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 pretty good. So I'm over halfway through it. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about it for people who haven't read it, I guess, but it, I would I'm I recommend it, you know. That's it's good. good. Yeah. It's, it's got cool stuff. It's got a uh, yeah, you should read it, Ted. I know you have it. I have. <laughs> it's uh, I, I like every I like... tie-in. They resurrected the Starman series just for that. There was a special like oh. that was um a thing they did was they like resurrected eight comic series that had been canceled by DC <laughs> for one issue. With which featured some characters as Black Lanterns. Okay, so that was pretty fun. Well, I like I like how it's uh, just building off of how many, so many people die in Final Crisis or whatever that they're like, well, now that you're dead, guess what? Uh, you're yeah. not dead anymore. <laughs> Can I ask a, a question? It's a bit of a spoiler. Um, if if you haven't read it, you might want to tune out for a second. But in the first issue, 
don't Hawkman and Hawkgirl get murdered? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that that's funny because they died in Final Crisis, but that was something that like it was kind of off panel. Like you see some feathers fall out of the sky after Hawkman and Hawkgirl like go into battle. Oh, okay. And so that's something DC editorial changed afterwards they were like actually we're not going to kill hawkman and hawk girl we're going to kill them off in black as in this one yeah so whatever you saw in final crisis just don't don't worry about that weird (laughs) (laughs) it's it's ambiguous uh huh Mm -hmm. well because i mean at the end of uh the sinestro Corps book there's like a you see i think you see the anti-monitor on like dead on a moon or whatever yeah. you it's alluded to and like then they're mm-hmm. saying that that's what the black lantern's like growing out of is his corpse mm-hmm. or whatever so um that's at least that's been happening. brewing for a little while like they knew they were gonna do something um yeah yeah, yeah. it's honestly kind of planting the seeds even to dark side war later on mm. in a way yeah yeah he's um the opponent probably didn't know fully what that was going to be, but, uh, yeah. Like, you know, Jeff Johns is building to something with the anti-monitor and that's ultimately, well, actually, how does that even, how does that work? Because that's new 52. Yeah. I, um, (laughs) my understanding is Jeff Johns was going to write the justice league book after flashpoint and they ended up making it a full reboot of the universe. Mm -hmm. So his first arc would have been something like throne of Atlantis that wouldn't have been said in a, a reboot of world, mm-hmm. but then he had to go back and write the origin story yeah. instead. And that ended up being the first. But uh, so how does the any monitor yeah. play into, I mean, I guess I'll just end up reading it, mm-hmm. but like he obviously yeah, comes back in or mm-hmm. like ha- in well, some way, you but... know, there's a sequel brightest day was um, like a biweekly series that came out after blackest night. And so that's brightest day kind of picks up on some plot threads that blackest night leaves. Does the anti do the monitors like exist outside of the, uh, like the bleed and all that stuff with or where all the, the universes mm. occur in? So they're like yeah, separate, like the one of. from the original, infinite Cri- or crisis on infinite earth is they, the same one that we see in metal and stuff like that or whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can kind of they could travel between the bleed. Like they have um, technology and ships that are able to do that. So So it's not a rebooted anti-monitor. It's the same anti-monitor. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. This is the same anti-monitor for all intents and purposes. That all makes sense. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sort of. It's complicated. And reboots happen. It's, it's the same way you got to think about crisis on two earths. The, the movie, how it (laughs) like has DNA tied to the DC animated universe, but it's also, it had to be changed slightly. That'll be coming up soonish. You're doing a little little video. Yeah. When we return uh, from our break in a few days. Nice. So, well, I guess I will talk about my other book, unless you had anything else. Sure, about that's Black fine. And we got some read, some letters from people that we can read. Okay, sweet. I read a book called The Seeds. Um, it was a. I'm gonna eat this tortilla by... while you talk about it. Okay, don't crunch too loud. It's a soft crunchy. tortilla. That's good. All right, thank God. So The Seeds <laughs> <laughs> was a dark horse book. Um, it was one of the first uh, books from Burger Books, which is um, Karen Burger used to be one of the, the head Produced editors. Produced by Burger uh, King? Uh, and Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Sorry. But no, um, <laughs> she, Karen Burger worked at Vertigo for a long time, for like over 20 years. She had a very long career there. And she is the person responsible for getting Neil Gaiman on Sandman. 
So okay. Karen Berger is a very, uh, very important person in the comic book Bless industry. Bless her, Berger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, well done, for sure. So <laughs> that was a burger joke. All right. So she um, left Vertigo Comics and went to Dark Horse to create her own publishing imprint. And The Seeds is one of them, uh, the first of that imprint. So The Seeds was, um, oh, God, I can't remember the writer. But it's being drawn by um, David Aja, I think is his last name. David Ogden Stiers. The it's voice of a- uh, AJ the clock and I think it's Aja. I don't know. But he he's known. You might know this guy from his work doing Hawkeye with Matt Fraction for Marvel. Okay. That book was really popular for a while, and he had a really cool stylized art style there that he's bringing to this book, The Seeds. And this is set in a kind of near future dystopian world where there's like this wall that's in the middle of the city and it's a lot like the Berlin Wall in a way. Everyone's kind of wondering what's on the other side. There are people who jump over the wall Mm. and are never seen or heard from again. There's a lot of stuff going on with like bees, a lot of bee imagery, like worker bees, queen bees, that sort of thing. The main character is a journalist. Main character is a journalist who's um, writing about uh, the wall and trying to, to get um, behind some of the mysteries surrounding it and ends up coming across this alien conspiracy. There's like a nightclub where um, uh, like children are kind of being trafficked and she goes to this alley and she's like, she snaps a photo on her phone and it's like a alien looking dude, like a gray, like big eyed sort of big head looking alien. Like a bee looking um, guy. <laughs> yeah. He's not a bee. He's definitely like, Straight up alien. This is a world where aliens are normal, yet. Mm. Um, so now it's like an alien. Yeah, bees are She's not. getting to the bottom of it. She's decided <laughs> not to give this article to her her bee of a bitch boss. <laughs> and instead, is doing some investigative journalism. Um, oh, it's a really interesting story. The art's amazing. the The writing was great. There's a lot of imagery with like gas masks too. Like it's like the atmospheres like kind of poisoned right now so everyone has to wear like uh, it looks like the golden age sandman you know like, okay. like a gas yeah. mask so that's a that's a really cool aesthetic but i'd recommend big it. The gas mask big old gas there. mask with a big old tube that yeah. you have to breathe through cool stuff very this gritty is, uh, people that listen all the way to this point in the podcast are they always get some sort of kooky suggestion from you <laughs> of mm-hmm. of i like comic. to read random things yeah, yeah. <laughs> i um at least lately <laughs> like i'm Trying over here reading out. green lantern and watching batman mask hey, i read green lantern <laughs> yeah, i talked did. about yeah, green yeah, lantern yeah, yeah. earlier <laughs> i'm not above it but <laughs> i do you know i try to look for the quality too not that those books aren't quality but you know like uh independent yeah, man. Create our own sort of stuff that's Don't not. Don't dig just yourself superheroes. too deep of a hole there. <laughs> yeah. I got you. I got you. Um, I, I that's did. All I, got. I read the first two issues of uh, the 1980s, the new Teen Titans, also. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Because there was on. I was, the Marvel Wolfman, George Perez. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. It was, I was in a bookstore on my bus two hour layover, so I just grabbed that and was reading it while I charged my phone. And it's like them saving Starfire from the Gordanians, and nice. Raven is giving Robin premonitions and stuff like that. It's kind of cool. There's, I could definitely yeah. see the influence on the cartoon and and stuff like that. So, um, it's a good series, and it's a lot of it is on the um, DC Universe yeah, streaming yeah. app. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, I will probably keep reading it on there because it, it, it is dated in its uh, like presentation and some of the references and stuff like that. Like, uh, I, it's almost it's bordering on racist how uh, Cyborg speaks in all of his mm. speech bubbles. It's very like all the G's on ing words are taken off and all the oh really all the like he said he says sh- shorty a lot. <laughs> Does he, he calls say people booyah. shorty? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. He hasn't <laughs> said booyah yet. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was cool though. Um, all right, I, we got messages from people. I gotta let's read do off this my phone untitled now. mail segment. Yes, um, I'll try to keep these semi-brief here. Uh, this one's from Chris Hastings. He's written in a few times. Um, he wrote in after. I think this is maybe. Uh, oh no, this is before we put out the uh, Scarecrow issue, but not very far before it. Um, he says, hey guys, thought I'd write in another letter. Loving the podcast as usual and really enjoying all the good work you guys put into it and the channel. Oh, thank you, Aww. Chris. Thanks, uh, so two quick questions for you guys. One, what did you guys think of Wonder Woman being Hades' daughter? Personally, I felt like it was thrown, sort of thrown in half-baked. A shame that JLU ended before the writer could do anything interesting with it. Did we talk about this already last time? Uh, maybe briefly. Yeah, I, I've always liked that plot point. I think it gives... Uh, Wonder Woman a lot more depth um, than being like a perfectly sculpted person, you know? Yeah. Like she, she has um, like, it's been a secret. Like it was a myth that she was sculpted from clay and then she figures out the truth. Like, Oh wow. Yeah. I never was. Um, so well, it's like, I think in the cartoon yeah. is, which is, I think what he's asking about. I think it's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. That she in the comics, it's Zeus. Who's yeah, yeah. I think like that's yeah. The Zeus, the, and the Zeus thing that's is similar. That she lie. Zeus actually Zeus and Hippolyta like actually just naturally created a baby the way that yeah, all people they create up. babies. But mm-hmm. the, I think in JLU, it's like implied that Hades just helps her sculpt Wonder Woman or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. So or that could just be a metaphor, you know? Right. <laughs> I molded <laughs> you. Um, no, I think, I don't know, and it's the same for me, like, it was probably different for you sometimes at least, but I, since these shows were always what I know of these characters before ever reading any comics, then it's never bothered me when it, literally anything happens. Like, I'm never offended by, like, Batman would never da-da-da, like, but he just did, so I guess he must, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm fine with it. It's fine. <laughs> uh yeah well in the uh new 52 wonder woman series the, that's when they revealed it was zeus um who was her father and that yeah. was um definitely more like a straightforward like okay yeah that's that's a secret that was kept her whole life and it's a big and shock chris says that he thinks it's a shame that the writers never could do anything interesting with it but i think that's interesting enough to just leave it on like a empty like yeah. she'll never know or she'll never accept that or whatever and if you liked Hades' little appearance in our Legacies issue, yeah. you can expect to see him again later. You very well might. Uh, he says, secondly, why do you think after retiring, Bruce never used his wealth to help fight crime? Just something curious I was wondering about lately. Also, instead of doing a segment on eating a lemon, do a segment on trying different shots named after DC heroes. Did I swear we read this. Maybe we read this. <laughs> Did I talk <laughs> about doing shots named after DC heroes? The Green Lantern, we could do some um, absinthe. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm sure they can make like a dark night or something. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, like a dark and stormy night. It'll be uh, (laughs) it'll be um, uh, Jägermeister and. Uh, don't do a dark and stormy. Just keep it rum and whatever whatever <laughs> else is in there. Cherry, cherry juice or something. All right. And then, yeah. Um, so, okay. <laughs> the actual question. Yeah, why would Bruce never <laughs> use his wealth to fight crime? I, I think he's just, he was so done with, like, being Batman and whatever. He was just so moody about it that he just stowed mm-hmm. away in his house for a two decades <laughs> instead of doing anything yeah important. it seemed like he was very defeated um he lost control of his night. company he didn't really care yeah. yeah at least in the animated universe yeah. there's um different iterations of old batman and kind of like the different routes he can do like the dark knight returns he obviously just stays Batman. <coughs> yeah well into his elder years um, there was uh, Batman number 300 is actually a book that I read recently on the DC Universe app where um, it was old thing. No, actually, this is the one that was branded as like oh. Oh, the oh, last oh, yeah, Batman yeah, yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it was from the 70s. And in this, uh, Bruce actually contemplates a career in government. He wants to um, run for the governor of uh, whatever state that Gotham City yeah. is in. So he's thinking of a career in politics. Which Maddie also found like a Bruce Tim interview. Uh, I think it was Bruce Tim anyway uh, from the Gods and Monsters time period uh, when that mm-hmm. movie came out, where he was talking about uh, someone asked him like what Bruce Wayne's doing in this world, and that it was is sort of alluded to that he's like the president or he's a, oh, you know, wow. like a congressman or something. So mm-hmm. um, I can see that. Because his parents are still alive in this or whatever, like he didn't become Batman, so um, yeah, yeah, I I definitely see him as a politician, um, yeah, in in some aspects. Um, this but, is yeah. I'm, I'm moving on. <laughs> this is okay. from Drasir Gaming eighty eight. Uh, scenario: Batman and Robin and Superman and Superboy from the end of the Young Justice pilot are crossed in a time warp and get sti- get switched. With Batman and Robin from BTAS and Superman and Supergirl from STAS, each t- each at the time that each of the pairs were first shown together. This is a very specific uh, end of episode or else Superman and Superboy would be in space. What repercussions <laughs> might this have if the switch sticks until what would be the end of the JL movie and the end of the first season on the other side? Convoluted, yes, fun, I think so. So I guess he's saying yeah. Superman and Superboy from Young Justice switch places with Superman and Supergirl from the DCAU and are just stuck in each other's universes. Go. Well, immediately <laughs> what comes to mind is... Um, in the episode Legacy, uh, Professor Hamilton would be experimenting on Superboy instead, and he would get Superboy's oh, yeah, DNA, yeah, yeah. which might be also half Lex Luthor's DNA still, depending on if <laughs> we're talking about Connor Kent. So then in the Ultimate and Galatea and everything in Cadmus, instead of a Galatea, you have this clone of a clone, yeah, which could get, I don't know how, how much you can clone a clone. I, I feel like... It could be like it a weird bizarro. It starts to degrade Doomsday. after a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it might be a little more bizarro. Um, but if not, I guess it would be a 
sexier, like, boob window version of Superboy. I don't know. <laughs> See, I noticed you said sexier version of Superboy. Because Superboy Connor Kent's already, I mean, the 90s, you know? He got that leather jacket going He's on. wearing a leather that jacket fade. with nothing else. Uh, Just the leather jacket. That's the Galatea of, of the... This is all assuming that neither of the pairs appear... Oh, Galateo. Galateo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Galateo, Galateo. Uh, this is assuming <laughs> that neither of the pairs appear in the other universe and go, hang on, wait, other universes exist and we're from one. <laughs> wait, and this it has to end with Superman and Superboy in space? No, I think is he's right? saying he was he was saying to not he has they have to happen it has to happen right after both pairs meet each other or whatever, like when Superman and Superboy first meet at the end of the first episode of Young Justice, or when Superman oh, okay. and Supergirl first meet when he brings her home or whatever. Um, mm. So, so that the, I guess maybe he's saying that because then they're the least like a team, like they're more okay. prone mm-hmm. to just go off and do whatever. I I don't know, dude. <laughs> this is a very like complicated. We didn't answer the Batman one at all. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he ever would have gone to Gotham University or created the Titans. No. I don't know. Yeah, no, uh, Supergirl wouldn't have ended up teaming up with Batgirl ever. Supergirl Um, and Green Arrow would have not been best friends. I can't see Green (laughs) Arrow get along with Superboy. That would have happened. Certainly not. (laughs) And like your jacket reminds me of my girlfriend, Black Canaries. It would make it awkward. They both have cool leather jackets. <laughs> yeah, we'll just be like, uh, yeah, I have, I have some weird dreams sometimes. There was this one the other night, and then Superboy's like, oh, yeah, she is hot, and then just starts hitting on Black Canary, and then that all gets ruined. And and, and then uh, they have a leather jacket team up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the end <laughs> of this. Um, <laughs> there's our really expert uh, theories there for you. Um <laughs> This is from Above and Batman Beyond. This is uh, Benjamin David from the Above and Batman Beyond podcast. Um, He says, let me get through where the... He's just had a bunch of questions for us that he wanted to ask, but he's only asked me two so far, I think. Vic Sage and Renee Montoya. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing it back. Uh, He says, my first one before I send you any is, I've always wondered what is with the Christopher Walken impression by Ghoul? I don't think there's really an answer to that. I think it's just that he decided Michael Rosenbaum decided to do that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or was instructed just... to do that, or whatever. He's well, probably just dicking around. Is the son of the penguin, or he's the right. son of the <laughs> right. penguin? He's the son of Christopher Walken. Penguin's had a brother. thing in Batman Returns, <laughs> who was played by Max, Christopher Walken. Yeah. Max Shrek. Shrek, yeah. <laughs> and he's an ogre. Somebody. <laughs> All right, uh, that's the end. I guess that's that question. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no that was a good answer. answer. Um, he had another one though. He said, "Aside from quick references in the animated series, do we get any Fox family beyond uh, Lucius, his son, whoever? Because the Batwing suit is just a lower tech Beyond suit. Wondering if they did anything with Batwing or the Foxes in comics or anything. Batwing definitely isn't DCAU. Like that's a much later character. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's right that it's a very similar costume. Um, yeah, especially that one time." There's some some comic that you mentioned uh, where he the suit is essentially the same as the Batman Beyond suit, and I looked it up and it was basically exactly the same. Yeah, Darwin Cook is the one who designed. Okay, that, and okay. He designed a lot of Batman Beyond stuff. He did yeah, the opening yeah. intro. 
Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't think we see Lucius or even hear about him. Uh, there's a Fox Tekka. I don't think he has a son in this universe. I don't think he. I don't think it, anything is really continued mm-hmm. yet until we bring it into legacies. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, the, the Fox family is cool. Um, always thought that there should be more about them. Uh, Batwing is a really interesting character because it wasn't like Lucius Fox's son until they rebooted the concept and the character like halfway yeah. through the series. It was a strange decision, but yeah, <laughs> that's what they did. Um, you can Man see Lucas' son really in did. the Batman Bad Blood movie. Batman Bad Blood was yeah. a pretty good Batwing focus there. I think that's the only time... Like, I think that they were counting on Batwing being, like, a recurring character in the comics. And then as soon as they made that movie, then he just stopped really being anything. <laughs> uh, he was in Detective Comics for a while. He was on that team. Yeah. That's kind of, like, a best of, like, Batman allies sort yeah. of team book right now. I have volume two of the Rebirth uh, Detective Comics, but I have not started it nice. yet because I have so many other things to read. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Um, Brian Kelly says, my name is Brian. Oh, hi. Uh, I've I've been watching some of your videos and read all, read all your comics so far. I have one question. Will you guys be doing any Titan related stories? I watched the Titans videos you did. I would like to see your take on them. He's talking about our legacies of the DCAU comic. That's where, where he wrote in from is the contact form on that website. Um, yes. Yes. Is the answer. I don't want to talk too much about it. part little storyline yeah. about the titans um i guess i could uh, yeah i don't want to give away too much yeah. either but i'll <laughs> say it's inspired a bit um from the terror titans comic okay. i'm taking a bit of inspiration from that in this storyline that's all i'll say yeah it's got some fun moments in that that we've been like talking about since we started brewing ideas mm-hmm. for the comic because we're like we have to bring them in at some point because they exist definitely gonna feature tim drake's robin yeah. i can yeah. say that much and you've got a cool character design for for him in legacies where he's got these little green highlights on his sleeves yeah. so it's not just red and black he's got a little green going on that's he's cool. uh he's it's what I envisioned he would have maybe looked like had he appeared on JLU. Just the little mm. updates like Batman did got. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. Yep, that's all the things. Thanks. Uh, you, if you want to write into the show, it's uh, you can find us at DCAU Watchtower on social media, or you can email us at info at watchtowerdatabase.com, or the contact form on watchtowerdatabase.com at the bottom of the mm-hmm. homepage is another place to do so YouTube comments I try to chime in every now and then I'm trying to get better about that chime in about (laughs) what YouTube comments jump in and say hey (laughs) yeah you can comment on the YouTube one of those was a comment yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. it's best if you follow the guidelines (laughs) of sending them sending in messages the way I ask you to because then they'll definitely be read on here Um, but sometimes we'll pick ones from the comments if we're lacking in questions that week or something so mm-hmm. anyway yeah, we need a name that's the show i guess segment <laughs> yeah that's most of the show yeah it happened um thanks to adam mullen for the music like normal he writes the intros music to all our things 
Um, you can find him at musica-atomica.com. And thanks to Sahil Dwahan. Dwahan. Yes. I'm sure he'll correct me on how to say his name. <laughs> yeah, thanks pre- to that. Glad guy. to have you. <laughs> uh, thank to you. Thanks to all of you for listening. This comes out every other Monday on YouTube and iTunes. Uh, currently, anyway, <laughs> uh, of the the for the way the places you can listen to it currently. I mean, the website. So f- not going any. Yeah, you can listen to it on WatchStarDatabase.com, man. Uh, ye- we got uh, the videos will be coming back starting on the twenty fifth of this month. Uh, with Crisis on Two Earths, Will It Cannon, I believe, is our premiere return video. That's um, a I'm good try, one. Yeah, I'm going to try to do one of those premiere things that they just uh, dropped on YouTube, where you nice. can like have a countdown to the video, and you can have a live chat with the audience as it's happening and stuff. Mm. Um, and uh, so, so subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash watchtower database so you don't miss all the cool things we're also on patreon.com slash dcau watchtower uh if you want to throw us your coffee money or uh you know your extra loose change even a dollar will get you early access to videos you can also there's other tiers for voting on what videos you want or uh, merchandise giveaways or mm-hmm. uh, i'll draw you a picture you live can talk chats to with us. us yeah yeah so lots it's like of a cool live things. episode of the podcast yeah it's like you're here with us in the the room that we're both definitely in together <laughs> uh <laughs> which will when we're together for the comic con we can do a podcast episode finally in the same we room yeah. we'll probably have maddie on there too It'll be yeah great. yeah now we'll we'll just be in Maddie's apartment, but he doesn't get to be on the podcast. I think he's gonna keep you in the basement. <laughs> yeah. He'll <laughs> good thing I keep a chainsaw <laughs> down there. All right. Well, yeah. that's the end of the episode. Thanks for listening again, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. And by see ya, I mean you'll hear us. Mm-hmm. We'll hear you later. The end. <laughs> <laughs> We're and not gonna hear them. They're gonna hear us. That's correct. You didn't I'm not have hear a little. They're uh, if, if they're talking to us right ending. now, I can't hear anything. Yeah. What's your little inside joke ending to the show? You always have some little. Um, what, what's the, what did we say at some point? <laughs> um, some some little okay. comment, little comment here. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> there it is. <laughs>